Welcome to The Last Theory, an easy to follow exploration of what might be the last theory of physics, Wolfram physics. This is episode 4, Different Rules, Different Universes. In episode 2, Nodes, Edges, Graphs and Rules, the basic concepts of Wolfram physics, I introduced a simple rule. And if you missed that episode, you can find a link to it in the show notes. When I applied that simple rule to a simple universe, it quickly evolved into a surprisingly complex universe. But why that particular rule? Why not some other rule? What other rules could be applied to a universe? And what universes would arise from those other rules? Today I want to explore different rules, different universes. Just to let you know, since you're listening to the audio, today's episode includes a lot of visuals, so you might want to switch to reading the article or watching the video where they're fully animated. You can find both at lasttheory.com, or you can click the links in the show notes. Let's start by being a bit more concise about that original rule. Remember when I described the rule in words? It was something like, find two edges that come from the same node, delete one of the two edges, create a new node, and create a new edge from each of the three existing nodes to the new node. That is quite a mouthful. Let's run through the rule again, but this time let's number the nodes so that it's clearer which ones I'm talking about. Here are the three nodes and the two edges we started with. When we find edges that match the rule, we show these in blue. What I've done this time, though, is I've numbered the nodes 1, 2 and 3. So now it's easier to describe the matched edges. 1 is the edge from node 1 to 2, that's the uh, upper edge here. And the other is the edge from node 1 to 3, that's the lower edge here. The billiard balls and arrows at the top describe the matched edges in symbols. So just look at these symbols here before that bigger arrow. So it just says 1 to 2, 1 to 3. So 1 arrow 2, all that means is the edge from node 1 to node 2, this upper edge here again. And 1 arrow 3, that just means the lower edge here, the edge from node 1 to node 3. So these billiard balls and arrows are just a shorter way of saying find two edges that come from the same node, from node 1. So now when we delete one edge, the edge shown in red, uh, and keep the other, the one shown in blue, we can say that we're deleting edge 1, 2, so this edge between node 1 and node 2, and we're keeping edge 1, 3, this edge here between node 1 and node 3. And when we create a new node and three new edges, shown in green here, we can number the new node 4, that's the new node in the centre here, and say that we're creating edges 1, 4, that's the, uh, the edge between node 1 and node 4, 2, 4, the edge between node 2 and node 4, and 3, 4, the edge between node 3 and node 4. So now I can describe the entire rule in symbols. The uh, billiard balls after the arrows at the top here, 1, 3, 1, 4, 2, 4, 3, 4, 
that's just a shorter way of saying delete one of the two edges, create a new node, and create a new edge from each of the three existing nodes to the new node. That's the long way of saying it. So this 1-3 here means we're keeping edge 1-3. We've lost edge 1-2, that's been deleted, but we're keeping edge 1-3. And we're adding edges 1-4, 2-4, and 3-4. For those of you who prefer words to numbers, the billiard balls might not seem much of an improvement over my original description. But they're going to help us define rules more concisely. And they're going to help us run through all possible rules to find the ones that are the most interesting. As it turns out, some rules are mind-numbingly boring. Let's start with the simplest rule there is. 1-2 goes to 1-2. So you can see I've written out the, uh, the rule at the top here. Edge 1-2 goes to edge 1-2. What this rule means is find an edge and leave it exactly as it is. So let's apply this rule to the simple universe we see here. First, we uh, need to find an edge. Oh, look, there's one. So that's the edge between node 1 and node 2. Now let's leave it exactly as it is. And that's it. We've just applied the rule. If we apply this mind-numbingly boring rule over and over again, precisely nothing happens. That's it. That's our boring universe evolving. I'm glad I don't live in that universe. Let's try another rule. So this one is 1, 2 goes to 2, 1. Again, you can see it's written out at the top there. Edge between node 1 and 2 goes to edge between node 2 back to 1. Remember, the, um, the arrows are important. The direction of whether we go from node 1 to node 2 or node 2 to node 1 makes a difference. So what this rule means is, if I put it in the long form of words again, it means find an edge, delete it, and create a new edge between the same two nodes, but pointing in the opposite direction. So all this rule is going to do to our simple universe is flip-flop the edge so that it's pointing one way and then the other way and back the original way and so on ad infinitum. Let's uh, run through it. We found an edge, one, two. We're going to delete that edge. And we're going to replace it with a new edge, 2-1. In other words, the same edge or the edge between the same two nodes, but in the opposite direction. And that's what the application of the rule has done. It's reversed the direction of the arrow. So if we carry on applying the same rule, it just flip-flops. And that's it. Another pretty boring universe. Here's another rule. Uh, again, it's written out at the top here. You can see it's, again, a single edge between node 1 and node 2 goes to an edge between node 1 and node 3. So expanding that into words, it means find an edge, delete it, create a new node, and create a new edge from the first node of the matched edge to the new node. So let's run through that. We found an edge 1, 2 between node 1 and node 2 there. Uh, we're going to delete it because, uh, as you can see from the rule, uh, this edge 1, 2 is on the left-hand side of the arrow here, but not on the right-hand side. But then we're going to add a new edge between node 1 and node 3, which is a, a new node that we've just created. And if we run through that a couple of times, 
again the edge between node 1 and node 2 gets deleted and the new edge between node 1 and node 3 gets created. So this is all this universe does. It's continually deleting the existing edge and creating a new edge, which looks pretty much like the original edge. We're not getting anywhere here, and it's not difficult to see why. Any rule that starts out with one edge and ends up with one edge is going to leave the universe with the same number of edges as before. These are dead-end rules, and they give dead-end universes. But you can see where we're going with the billiard balls. The numerical notation allows us to try out every possible rule, from dead-end rules like this on up, which allows us to take a look at every possible universe, from dead-end universes like this on up. Some of these universes are going to be more interesting than others. So let's try a rule at last that starts out with one edge and ends up with two. So this rule that I've just put up here, one, two, means that we're starting out with an edge between node one and node two. And we're going to end up with two edges, the, the existing edge between node one and node two and a new edge between node one and node three. Unlike our dead end rules, this one is clearly going to give us a universe that expands. Expanded into words again, it means find an edge, create a new node, create a new edge from the first node of that matched edge to the new node. Uh, let me run through that again. So find an edge, this edge between node 1 and node 2, create a new node, uh, node 3, and create a new edge from the first node of the matched edge, node 1 there, to the new node, node 3. Now we can run through that a few times. So we're going to find another edge between what we're going to call node 1 and node 2. And we could have chosen either edge here, but uh, chosen the, uh, the, the top one there. And then we're going to keep that edge, um, but we're going to create a new node and a new edge between our chosen node 1 and uh, the new node, node 3. So 1, 2 goes to 1, 2 and 1, 3. So starting with that one edge, we've created a second edge, and then a third edge, and then a fourth edge, all coming from that same node, from that node one. We can do this all day, so I'm just going to speed this up here. You can see how this goes. Let me speed it up a little more. So I think of this as a starburst universe. You can see that it's just going to carry on creating new edges from that same initial node forever. Here's a rule that does the same thing, but the other way around. So this is 1, 2, goes to 1, 2, 3, 2. Again, it's creating a new edge. And all of these new edges always go to node 2 here. So much the same way. It's just going to carry on creating more and more edges that all point towards that uh, single node, node 2. Very similar to the previous one, except in this case the arrows are all pointing inwards. Previously they were all pointing outwards. Some rules give disconnected universes. 
So take this wall, for example. It finds an edge, edge one, two, and then it creates two new nodes and creates a new edge between those two nodes. So you can see the rule is uh, written out at the top here. One, two goes to one, two, three, four. So here's our one, two. There's our three, four. And we're left with two completely disconnected edges. So in a way, these are two separate universes. There's no connection between them, which means that there's no communication between them, which makes it kind of meaningless to think of them as the same universe. Unless, of course, another rule operates on the graph to stitch these universes back together or create some tenuous bridge between otherwise disconnected universes. But if we carry on applying this same rule, all it does is it gives an ever larger number of disconnected universes. All of them completely separate. All of them pretty boring. They're all just single edge universes. But you could imagine a rule that gives multiple universes, each of which is an extremely interesting universe with as many nodes and edges as our own. This rule gives a branching tree-like universe. So the rule here is uh, edge one, two, goes to edge one, two, we keep the edge one, two, and add an edge two, three. So one, two goes to one, two, and two, three. One, two goes to one, two, and two, three. So let's um, carry on applying that rule more quickly. Let's speed it up again. And so you can see we're ending up with this tree-like branching universe. This rule does the same kind of thing, except that the branching tree-like universe is different. So again, the rule, it's slightly different. It's edge one, two goes to edge three, two. We're going to delete edge one, two. We're going to end up only with edges three, two and two, one. So there they are. So it's created a reverse edge. Previously we kept edge one, two, but now we're deleting that and creating an edge two, one, and this new edge from the new node three to two. Let's run through that again. Edge one, two gets deleted. And then we end up with three, two and two, one. One, two goes to three, two and two, one. So let's run that a little while. Let's speed it up. Speed it up again. So again, we're ending up with kind of a branching tree-like universe, but it uh, looks slightly different. This one reminds me of sparklers. Here's another rule. This one gives a straight line universe. It's, uh, as you can see, written up there, one, two goes to one, three, three, two. 1, 2 goes to 1, 3, 3, 2. And you can see what it's doing. It's just choosing an edge, 1, 2. And then it's effectively putting a new node in the middle of that edge. It's deleting the original edge and creating two edges in its place. So it's just going to carry on doing that for as long as we leave it running. It's just going to end up with a straight line. 
So interestingly with this one, if instead of starting with a line, you start with a triangle, a triangle of three edges and three nodes, it produces a slightly different result. So it's the same rule. It's edge one, two goes to edge one, three, three, two. So again, if I just step through this, there's our edge one, two that I've chosen there. And it's going to delete that and create two new edges to a new node. So effectively, it's inserting a new node between the two existing nodes. But because we started out with a triangle in the second iteration here, we end up with a square. And in the third, we end up with a pentagon. And then with a hexagon. And if we carry on running this, we end up with what approximates eventually to a circle. So you can see that the same rule applied to different initial graphs can give different universes, which kind of raises a couple of questions. What should we choose as the initial graph? So far, I've just been choosing the simplest possible graph that the rule can operate on. But what if we chose a different graph? And how might our choice change the universe that we end up with? In this case, it changed the universe from a straight line universe to a more or less circular universe. Do the initial conditions change what kind of universe we end up with? You see how this goes. We've tried out some very simple rules here. And we've ended up with some very different universes. Some of these have been dead-end universes, and some of them have been pretty universes, expansionary universes. But none of the universes we've explored today looks very much like our own universe. If there's one rule for our universe, none of the rules we've explored today is it. As ever with our explorations of Wolfram physics, this raises ever more questions. If there's one rule for our universe, what is that rule? Or are there multiple rules for our universe? Maybe many rules are involved in the evolution of our universe. Maybe all rules are involved in the evolution of our universe. And here's another question. How will we know when we have answers to those questions? How will we know when we've correctly identified the one rule, or the many rules, or all the rules that apply to our universe? And here are yet more questions. How can I be so confident that none of the universes we've explored today looks very much like our own universe? What would convince me that these nodes, edges, graphs and rules do look like our own universe? At first glance, even the more complex graph we started out with bears little resemblance to our universe. What do nodes and edges have to do with the world that we live in? The world of butterflies and bulldozers and dishcloths and dinosaurs? Alright, there might not be dinosaurs anymore, but there are definitely dishcloths. To answer these questions, we have to ask an even more basic question. What exactly does our universe look like? That's what I'll begin to tackle in the next episode of The Last Theory. Make sure you're subscribed to follow along. Thanks for listening to The Last Theory. Join me for fresh insights into Wolfram Physics every other week. Subscribe to the free newsletter, podcast or YouTube channel at lasttheory.com. After all, 
This might be the most fundamental scientific breakthrough of our time.